0: I'm Jim Nolan I'm a private investigator working for my dad's firm in Boston Perhaps you've heard of dad, Albert Nolan A lot of his cases were written up in PI Magazine He and Gladys, that's my mother Have been running this office since I was in high school Now dad is missing He hasn't returned from investigating the Laurel case up in Maine I've come back to work with mom until he returns He will return I will find him It's only a matter of time
1: Fitz Audio presents. Jim Nolan Private Eye. Episode 8: The Counterfeit Collections.
2: Father Hey, Jim. So good to see you. You too, Father. Hey, nice of you to come on such short notice.
0: My pleasure. I came as soon as Mom gave me the message.
2: How is your dear mother?
0: She's fine, thanks.
2: I uh, hear that you're engaged now. That's
0: right. Hey, should I be expecting a call soon to reserve the church for a certain Saturday? I'm leaving that up to my fiance and her family. Some married friends of mine suggested that was the best thing for me to do. <laughs> yes, that seems wise. Father O'Malley, my mother said that what you called the office about sounded important. Oh, it is.
2: Uh, please have a seat. Or, uh, should I say, a, a pew. Is that okay? Is what okay?
0: Sitting here in the church pews, talking shop. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem respectful.
2: <laughs> it's fine, believe me. If you say so. Unless the organ music bothers you. Not at all. It's very nice. Mr. Wesley has so little time to practice. (laughs) Please sit. What can I do for you? We've been having a problem with our collections. Not enough, Father? Oh, it's not that. (laughs) Certainly not. We're grateful for anything our parishioners can give. Then what is the problem? Some uh, counterfeit money has been showing up. Someone's been passing 40 bills at church? It's hard for me to believe also. Have you told the police about this? No. Counterfeiting is a federal offense, Father. So I've been told. <laughs> I was hoping that we could resolve this matter quietly and not give the church or the misguided parishioner
0: any bad publicity. That might be difficult. The feds don't like being kept in the dark. And if the parishioner is guilty, he's guilty.
2: It could be a good parishioner gone momentarily bad. I have no way of knowing. Whoever is doing this, I'd like to give him the chance to make good. That could be tricky. Could you please try?
0: Well, I suppose so. It's your church.
2: Actually, it's God's church. I simply work
0: here. Do you have any leads about who's passing the counterfeit bills?
2: No, I'm afraid I don't. That's why I placed my call to you.
0: You need me to find the one person out of all your parishioners who's doing this? Yes. Uh,
2: Can you?
1: Jim Nolan is about to take on a very challenging assignment. Find the one person out of an entire parish full of worshippers, who is passing counterfeit bills. Impossible you say? Not for Jim and his mother Gladys, of Boston's Nolan Investigations. How Jim tries to narrow down the odds against him, we'll soon learn in this episode of Jim Nolan Private Eye, The Counterfeit Collections.
0: I don't mind telling you, Father, finding this one person is going to be a tall order. Talk about a needle in a haystack. I'll help
2: you any way I can. Uh, So will every member of the church staff. I'll
0: take all the help I can get. Who was it that discovered the counterfeit money? Mr. Davis. Who's he? Woodrow Davis. Uh, He's an
2: officer at our bank, uh, the Boston Cooperative. Could I talk with him? I'm sure he'd be happy to help. I'll call him and tell him to expect you. So, Mr. Davis takes care of the church's accounts? Yes. After the Sunday Masses, we gather all the collections together and bring them to Mr. Davis on Monday morning. We use the offerings to pay the church's expenses heat, lights, etc. Has Davis kept the phony money? Yes. He has the three phony $5 bills locked away in his desk at the bank.
0: This person has been passing counterfeit fives?
2: He has. Three weeks, three counterfeit $5 bills. Is that so unusual?
0: Well, I would suspect that a counterfeiter would make larger bills. Making counterfeit fives hardly seems worth the effort. The cost of the materials and machinery to print the fakes would likely be more than the face value. You may be right, Jim, but those are the bills he's been passing. Father, do you uh, realize what I'll have to charge you for this? I do. Your mother told me when I called your office. Then you know that at one forty-five dollar bill a week, it would take many weeks for the fake bills you receive as offerings to equal my fee. It hardly seems cost-efficient. Ah, uh, Jim. A short time ago, you
2: were uneasy about the two of us sitting here. Uh, how did you put it? To uh, talk and shop. I remember. You were concerned that it wasn't right. I was. Committing a crime in the house of the Lord is certainly not right. I cannot and will not allow it. I realize the expense investigating this crime will incur, but I can't permit this, this uh, effrontery, to go on.
0: Davis, I'm Jim
3: Nolan. You're the man Father O'Malley called me about? That's me. Why don't you come into my office, Mr. Nolan? Please, have a seat. Thank you. May I get you something to drink? Water? Coffee? Nothing,
0: thanks. Father O'Malley told me you've kept the phony flyers from the church collections. I have. May I see them? Here they are. Say, these are well done. Whoever made them did a good job. What alerted you to the fact that they were phony? There were a
3: few things. If you look in the upper right-hand corner of the bill's front, uh, just below the number 5, you'll see some imperfections in the coloring and design.
0: Yeah, you're right. It kind of fades and breaks up there. Precisely.
3: Also, if you look under the picture of Lincoln at his name in the scroll, Yes? Read what's in the scroll. Lincoln. Try again.
0: Link- Hey, I see it now. It's misspelled! Exactly. The counterfeiter left out the second L. L L-I-N-C-O-N. Not many people would notice that.
3: I worked for some years as a proofreader, so that kind of error jumps out at me.
0: May I take these bills with me?
3: Certainly. Father O'Malley asked me to hand them over to you for your investigation. Do you think you'll be able to find the person who's doing this? I'm certainly going to try. Putting counterfeit money in the church collection. I can't get over that. Why would whoever's doing this make
0: the phony bills and then give them away? That, Mr. Davis, is one of the many questions I have to answer.
4: It looks like they all have the same defects, Jimmy, and President Lincoln's name is misspelled on every one.
0: So what do you think? Is our counterfeit careless, or simply not too smart?
4: It's hard to tell. A lot of people make mistakes. Have you had the chance to give these bills a good look?
0: Not as good a look as I want to. I came right from the bank to here. Why?
4: Look here. All the phony serial numbers are different, which makes sense. However... The year on each bill is the same.
0: You're right. Six years ago. Why would the counterfeiter not bother to make the years different like he did with the serial numbers? Beats me. Maybe he thought such a small thing wouldn't get
4: noticed? That's as good a guess as any. Maybe the bills really were made a half a dozen years ago.
0: Why would this guy make the phony fives and then sit on them for six years? Do you remember the Harrison counterfeiting case the dad worked on?
4: I certainly do. Those were some long nights.
0: I read the write-up about that case in PI magazine. That counterfeiter made the bills and passed them as soon as the ink was dry. From what I understand, that seems to be a counterfeiter's usual M.O. Get rid of the funny money as soon as you can. These fives look pretty good if they are six years old. They're still crisp and clean. They hardly look like they've been
4: passed. I've got bills in my purse from this year that are in worse shape.
0: Do you have the number for the St. Joseph's Rectory?
4: Yes, right here.
0: Thanks. I need to have another talk with Father O'Malley. Father, I've been working on a way to narrow the playing field. What do you mean? I can't possibly investigate every member of your congregation. That would be a daunting task. Therefore, I need to rule some of them out as suspects. That makes sense. Do the people who attend your Masses usually attend the same Mass every week? Eh, Many of them do, yes. Have the phony bills always shown up after a certain Mass? They've
2: always been in the collection for the 10 a.m. Sunday Mass. And how are you certain of that? We put our collections into deposit envelopes after each Mass... One envelope for each Mass. So you always know which envelope holds the money from which
0: collection? We do. The deposit envelopes are different colors. Good. We've narrowed it down to one Mass. How many people are usually at that particular Mass? I'd say
2: a hundred or so. It's one of our more popular Masses. Let's out by 11 a.m. That gives people the chance to head home or out for lunch. Many of my parishioners tell me they go out to lunch after Mass. So you find the time to talk to the people before they leave? As uh, they're leaving? Yes. It's one of the most pleasant parts of my work. After every Mass I perform, weather permitting, of course, I stand outside the church, greet the parishioners, and thank them for their attendance. Do you always perform the Sunday 10 a.m. Mass? Not always, but often. Can you
0: arrange to do that Mass this weekend? Yes, I believe I'm already scheduled for it, as a matter of fact. Very good. How do you gather the collections? Do you pass around a
2: plate? No, we have collection baskets. Four of our male parishioners volunteer, and they bring the baskets to each pew. The baskets are on very long handles, so the collection takers stand in the aisle, push the basket down the pew, and then pull it back to the aisle. They repeat this for each pew. The church has four sections of pews, right? It does. Each volunteer takes approximately one section. Of course,
0: they help each other out if there's a need. Are these four volunteers usually the same gentlemen? Very often. What happens to the money after it's collected? We put
2: it into a large basket. From there it's brought to the rectory and put into its colored
0: deposit envelope. So you mix the collections from the four sections of pews together? Yes. Father, I need you to change that procedure this Sunday. What do you want me to do? Don't mix the money together. I need to know what money came from what section of the church. Please make certain that the volunteers don't help each other on Sunday. Very well. I'll be certain to tell them that. About the Seaton, well, we've numbered the sections 1 through 4 from left to right. Will that do? That'll be fine. If the guy with the funny money returns this Sunday, knowing what section the $45 bill came from, will help you eliminate up to three-quarters of the parishioners as suspects. Yeah, Very smart, Jim. I wouldn't have thought of that.
2: I may be able to help you eliminate some more. How? I told you how I often greet the parishioners as they leave. Right. Well, many of them simply couldn't be the counterfeiter. Eh, there are some lovely elderly couples who have been attending church for years. There are many outstanding, upright members of the community. None of them
0: could be the counterfeiter. Sadly, Father, that's all opinion. I'm sure they fine people, but that doesn't rule them out as suspects. I'm sure it makes them less likely suspects.
2: I suppose you're right. Many people do make their contributions by check. Wouldn't that rule them out? The culprit could put in a real check in a 45. You never know. Good point. I'm sorry for making those assumptions. No
0: problem, Father. This isn't your game. (laughs) I couldn't do your job either. We both still have our place in the grand scheme of things, don't we? We certainly do. Are you on good terms with Mr. Davis from the bank? I certainly am. He's a parishioner. By any chance, does he usually attend the Sunday 10 a.m. mass? I've seen him at a variety of masses. Could you request that he attend that particular mass this weekend? I suppose so. If his schedule permits, why? After the collection is done, I'd like the chance to sit down with him and look over all the $5 bills for any phony ones. Do you have a side room somewhere where Davis and I could do that? I'm sure I can find a room for the two of you. Thank you. If we find the 45, I'll need the name, address, and phone number the volunteer did the collecting in that section of the church so I can ask them a few questions. Of course. So please, tell all the volunteers that I might be calling on them.
2: I'll do that. Uh, do you think this will find the counterfeiter? It's a step.
0: We've got to start by narrowing the number of suspects. It all makes very good sense. Let's hope the culprit sits in the same place and doesn't take this weekend off.
4: Nolan Investigations, may I help you? Yes, please hold. Jim, it's Woodrow Davis from the bank.
0: Thanks, Mom. Hello, Mr. Davis. Jim Nolan here.
3: Good afternoon, Mr. Nolan. Uh, Father O'Malley told me of your plan. I think it's a very good one.
0: Will you be able to come to the 10 a.m. Sunday Mass?
3: I'll make a point of it. The father said he has a room in mind for our search for the counterfeit bill. Good.
0: Good. I'll be able to help with that now that I know what to look for.
3: That will make the work go much faster. Father O'Malley asked us to meet him at the back of the church 15 minutes before the start of Mass so he can uh, show us the room we'll be working in.
0: It sounds good. We'll sit together in the church and head to the room at the start of the collection.
3: The volunteers will bring us the collection baskets, being certain to tell us which basket is from which section of the church.
0: It seems like we've got it covered, Mr. Davis.
3: I'll see you on Sunday morning, Mr. Nolan.
0: Everything went as planned during the Sunday morning mass. Davis and I walked to the back of the church as the collection began, and the two of us went to the room Father O'Malley had shown us earlier. Not much later, the four volunteers, all big guys in the Sunday best, brought us the donations. The baskets had been tagged with the numbers 1 through 4, and each was brimming with collections. Davis and I each took a basket and began looking for $5 bills. The parishioners have made all kinds of donations. Checks, folding money, coins. With every $5 bill I found, my eyes instantly went to Honest Abe's name. Nothing. I was just starting on my second basket when Davis found the funny money. Just like the others, it was crisp and clean, the same fading, the same irregularity, and the same misspelling. We made sure to look at all the other $5 bills. As usual, and as expected, there was only one phony bill. Any luck? Mr. Davis found the funny bill. A wonderful. Which basket was it in? This one, number three. Who was the volunteer for
2: Section 3, Father? Let me consult my list here. That would have been Richard Grant. Here's his address and phone number. Has he left already? Yes, we chatted outside the church. He said he was going out to lunch with his family. Did he mention where? I believe he said something about uh, the China Bell restaurant.
0: Father O'Malley gave me a description of Richard Grant. I thanked Richard Davis for his help and left him and the father as they were putting the collection of the mass into the colored envelope. Minus the phony fin, of course. Father O'Malley had mentioned that Grant had a wife and four kids, so I didn't think he'd be too tough to find the China Bell. Excuse me. Are you Richard Grant? I am. My name
5: is Jim Nolan. Oh, yes. Father O'Malley mentioned you might be looking for me.
0: Would you mind terribly if I tore you away from your family for a moment to ask you a few questions? Won't take long.
5: That's quite all right, Mr. Nolan. Lead the way. Diane, my love, will you please order for us? I'll be right back. So, how may I help you?
0: Father O'Malley tells me that you were the collector of the 10 a.m. mass for Section 3 of the church. The one to the immediate right of the center aisle.
5: That's right. You were one of the two men in the side room, weren't you? That's right. What were you looking for?
0: I'm afraid we have to keep that on a need-to-know basis for now.
5: If you say so.
0: During your collecting today, did you notice anything unusual?
5: I'm not sure I understand.
0: Were any of the parishioners in Section 3 acting strangely? Were there any parishioners you haven't seen before?
5: Uh, I'm afraid I can't help you there. Unless someone in the pews greets me, I never really look at them. I focus on the job at hand. I try to get to the back of the church as quickly as possible, in case one of the other guys needs some help with his section. Let's see. Of course, Father O'Malley specifically told us today not to help each other out. I'm afraid I haven't been much help.
0: You've done fine, thank you. I'm sorry to have bothered
5: you and your family. You weren't a bother.
0: So how's the food
5: here? I have no idea. It's our first visit. It's a fairly new restaurant. I think it opened a couple of months ago. My wife has wanted to come out for some time. With our kids, it's not too easy to get out. I can imagine. Let me know what you think. I'm always looking for new places to eat.
4: Nolan Investigations. May I help you? It's me, Mom. Jim, I've been so curious. Did you find the phony Bill?
0: Davis found it. The same irregularities, as the others, right down to the misspelling of Lincoln's name. The same year was on the bill, too.
4: Six years ago?
0: Uh-huh. You know, I've been wondering if that might be significant. How so? Maybe the bills were made six years ago, but never used.
4: Why would a counterfeiter sit on them for 60 years?
0: Maybe he was somewhere where he couldn't use them. Mom, do me a favor. Call Lieutenant Carmichael and see if any counterfeiters have been sprung from jail lately. Particularly, any that finished serving a six-year sentence.
4: Will do. Where can I reach you if Walter has anything?
0: I'm going to see Father O'Malley about our plans for next Sunday. Try me there.
2: Good afternoon, St. Joseph's Rectory. This is Father O'Malley. May I help you? Just a moment. He's right here. Jim, it's your charming
4: mother.
0: Thanks, Father. Hello? Did he
4: just call me charming?
0: Yes, he did.
4: Do you think I'm charming too, Jimmy?
0: Of course I do. You're a regular Prince Charming.
4: Princess?
0: Was there a reason you called?
4: Lieutenant Carmichael called me back. Your hunch may be right. A counterfeiter was released from prison about a month ago after serving... A nearly six-year term.
0: What's the guy's name?
4: Manny Petrillo. Does it ring any bells?
0: Yeah. I think I remember Dad talking about him. Short, skinny, lots of teeth, not much hair.
4: (laughs) That's about how Walter described him, too. Do you think he's the guy?
0: It makes sense, doesn't it? But why at church?
4: I don't know. If he's up to his old tricks, he's got a lot of nerve after only a month out of stir.
0: Maybe he's not up to his old tricks. His six-year-old tricks.
4: What do you mean? I'm not
0: quite sure. I told Father O'Malley about Mom's news. We both agreed that the phony bills had to be the work of Manny Petrillo. Together, we devised a plan for the following Sunday's 10 a.m. mass. We called Richard Grant and told him that someone else would be handling the collection basket for Section 3 of the church that day. Me. Me. I would take the basket from pew to pew, looking for Manny. Once I found him, I'd take his $45 bill from the basket and escort him to the back room. Then Grant would take over the collection. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Sir, thank you.
6: Manny? What? your hand off me.
0: The chick's up, Manny. Don't make a scene in church. Come with me.
6: You ain't got nothing on me. You're wrong,
0: Manny. What are you, a cop? No, I'm a private investigator. Jim Nolan.
6: Nolan? Al Nolan's kid? One and the same. What's up with the funny money? What are you talking about?
0: Father O'Malley, may I present Manny Petrillo... Your friendly neighborhood counterfeiter.
6: I don't do that gig no more.
0: Then what's up with this phony five you put in the collection basket today?
6: That's not mine.
0: Oh, it certainly is. I took it out of the basket right before I escorted you here. You should learn to spell Manny.
6: And what do you mean?
0: Spell Lincoln for me. Why should I? So you can improve your product. You misspelled Lincoln on the phony bills. I did? You left out the second L.
6: There's a second L?
0: I thought you said the money wasn't yours.
6: Yeah, what I mean is... May I, Jim?
0: <sighs> He's all yours, Father.
2: Why'd you do it, son?
0: Why did you give
2: the church counterfeit money? Uh, can we consider this a, a confession,
6: Father?
0: Certainly. Do you mind Mr. Nolan being here? I hope you don't, Manny, because I'm not leaving.
6: He can stay. Go on, then. I told him that I'm not a counterfeiter anymore, and I'm not. What about the phony bills? Those were... Oh, leftovers. Come on,
2: Manny. Do you expect us to believe that? Please, Jim. I'm hearing a confession. Allow him to speak without interruption. Sorry, Father. Go on, Mr. Petrillo.
6: Like I was saying, Father, those phony bills were leftovers. I just finished six years in the clink for counterfeiting. I'm not going back. Where did you find these uh, leftovers? I found them at my house when I got out. The police must have missed them when they busted in and took my phony money and my printing press six years ago. It's kind of funny that they missed those fivers. They got all the bigger bills. But I'm reformed now. You see, Father, I found God while I was in prison. Sheesh! Jim, go on, Manny.
2: Uh, You said you found God in
6: prison? I did. I saw the error of my ways. I decided that it was the straight and narrow for me from now on. But when I got home from the joint, I found these leftover phony bills. I knew the temptation they'd put on me, so I had to get rid of them.
0: So you gave them to the church?
6: Yeah, I know that must seem odd. I thought of using them for beer or cigarettes, you know, but I thought I'd be caught and sent back to prison. I threw them in the trash, but the temptation was too great, and I fished them out. Then I thought I'd burn them, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. The idea to put them in the collection basket finally occurred to me. I haven't found a job yet, and I had no money to donate to the church. Once I find one, I'll make it all up to you.
2: You could have given nothing, and no one has to donate.
6: Have you ever put in nothing when the basket passes in front of you? You feel so cheap. I thought that mixed in with all the other money in the collection basket, my fake fives might not get noticed. It would also go to some good cause, something I've never given a lick about before.
0: We found all four of the fake fives, Manny.
6: You did?
2: We did. Uh, Do you have many of these fakes left? I've got three or four more at home. You must destroy them. Rip them up, burn them, whatever it takes. If you can't do it, you bring them to me and I'll destroy them personally. Consider that your penance for your sins.
6: Yes, Father.
2: Uh, Jim, uh, may I have a moment? What a story, huh? I've uh, decided not to press charges against Mr. Petrillo.
0: You have?
2: You seem disappointed. You believe him when he says he found God in prison? I do. He has confessed his sins and he will shortly perform his penance. I've decided to turn the other cheek, as Jesus advises in the Bible.
0: I guess I can't argue with Jesus. It's your call, Father. I can't say I agree with you, though. Thank you.
2: So it ends here?
0: It does. Oh, Father, I nearly forgot. Here are the 45s. You could keep them, Jim.
2: I have no use for them. <laughs> Consider them souvenirs. I'll rip them up. I want to stay on the good side of the fence. Good idea. What was it you told me? That uh, we could never do each other's jobs? That's right. I've decided to forgive Manny and give him another chance.
0: After all, I'm in the forgiving business. You certainly are, Father. <laughs> you certainly are. Uh, Hello? Hello?
1: Jim, it's Trudy.
0: Trudy, what's wrong?
4: Nothing's wrong. Why do you ask? Well,
0: for one thing, it's 4.45 in the morning.
4: I'm sorry. Were you asleep?
0: No, of course not. I moonlight as a farmer on weekends. You do? Forget it. (sighs) What's so important?
4: I was just wondering if you preferred white tablecloths or blue tablecloths.
0: You mean... In general?
4: <laughs> no, silly. I mean
0: at the wedding. The wedding? We haven't even set a date yet and you're planning table hoofs?
4: Oh, I can't leave everything for the last minute.
0: <sighs> Trudy, you know I love you. And I love you. Then don't take this the wrong way. Take what? Goodbye, honey.
1: to our regular cast members, Russell Gold as Jim Nolan, Joyce Bender as Gladys Nolan, Tracy Hall as Trudy Williams, and Katie Daynert as the narrator. And to our guest stars, Joe Stofko as Father O'Malley, H. Keith Lyons as Woodrow Davis, John Specht as Howard Grant, and Peter Cat as Manny Petrillo. Jim Nolan Private Eye was created by Mike Murphy and Arlene Osborne. The counterfeit collections was written by Mike Murphy. The Jim Nolan Private Eye theme was composed and performed by Vivian Dosko. Please hear more of her wonderful music at myspace.com slash Vivian That's V-I-V-I-A-N-D-O-S-K-O-W. Producer, Captain John Tadrzak. Assistant Producer, Mike Murphy. Mixer, John Specht. Script Editor, Arlene Osborne. Webmaster, April Sadowski. Art Director, Alexa Chipman. We would also like to thank Captain John Tadrzak of Misfits Audio for airing this show. Mike Murphy, the author of this story, gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne in the betterment of his scripts. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Katie Daynard. This is an original production by Misfits Audio. Copyright 2010.